the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Better believe it. Good morning, everybody. It's a Saturday morning, 710 KNUS, February 18th, 2023. Good old 710 KNUS Denver's talk station. I'm Peter Boyles. Good morning. 50 on Sunday, 55 on Monday. All is well in the world. It's been a great morning. Good to be back. Um, Since the balloons have begun to be shot down, it brings back everything on UFOs. And kind enough to join us on the radio show is Katie Page. And she's Colorado's MUFON State Director. Thank you for doing the show, Katie. Good morning and welcome to the radio show. And thanks for coming on. Thank you, Peter. It's an honor to be on with you. (laughs) Tell us about yourself and then talk about MUFON and let's go to work. All right. Well, my name is Katie Page. I came into MUFON, which is the Mutual UFO Network. MUFON's been in business. We always like to say we took over where Project Blue Book left off um, back in 1969. Um, So, you know, it's the world's largest um, investigative organization. We really pride ourselves on scientific data and research. So we come, you know, I came into it kind of with a skeptical eye um, and um, I joined MUFON in 2012, came in right as a field investigator and kind of worked my way up to the ranks. Um, You know, we have 17 field investigators here in our state. And if somebody sees something unusual in the sky, they go to MUFON.com, report it. I send it out to my field investigators and and we investigate it. And probably about 90% of the time, right in that range, we can identify what it is you've seen. Oftentimes we get these Starlink satellite reports, but we're left with a good 10% that are unexplained. It is, I, I guess anybody who grew up in the 50s, which I did, and went to all the sci-fi movies on Friday night, which I did. <laughs> you know, you're you're brought to it. You, especially in that time period, of Cold War, uh, Roswell. We can get on a list of things, including, as somebody once pointed out, it pointed out, Ezekiel saw the wheel. It's from the Bible, correct? Yeah. Well, right. I mean that that takes us right into the yeah. ancient alien theory. Yeah. You know, and of course, World War II, uh, pilots are reporting no. these Foo Fighters. Oh, so Foo this, Fighters, is, yeah. this phenomenon's been a, around a long time. Well, if you're going to age this, I mean, you know, and I was thinking last night when I knew I was going to talk to you, I know that Ezekiel saw the wheel, which is Old Testament. Um, mm-hmm. and that predates a lot of stuff. What's the, I mean, do, does Egyptian hieroglyphics give us anything? Do you seen anything out of out of Babylon? Have you seen things out of old China, uh, native culture? Yeah, that they're looking. Yeah, I mean, all around the world, we have depictions Mm -hmm. of very unusual beings, and also craft. I mean, that were, you know, hundreds of years ahead of their time. And and what are those depictions of? I mean, even in some of our greatest artwork portraits, we have Mm -hmm. unusual Mm -hmm. craft in the sky. So, you know, it's it's been around a long, long time. I, I, but we certainly you know, have been busy in the last five years. Yeah, I got into a lot, you know, like like everybody did, I guess, in the late 60s and early 70s, started reading all of those books. And um, I met a lot. I mean, it used to be, it was really cool to do it in talk radio. You could get these guys on, and they would sit, and they'd just, 
especially doing nighttime radio, they they were spellbinding. You could just sit and listen to them. And um, right, what do you? The, the Air Force had Project Blue Book, and they were the whatever it was. And everybody gets mad at Blue Book. What was that guy's name? That astronomer that was the consultant on Blue Book, and then he he Jay was Alan Hynek. There you go. I was, that was making <laughs> me nuts last night because he came on <laughs> J, when it was Jay Allen. Jay Allen Hynek. Right. He did the radio show with me like I'll bet five times or four or five times. He was great to have on the air. Um, oh, wow. That's such an honor. Yeah. So talk about him. Well, Jay Allen Hynek, I mean, he, you know, he came in again as a skeptic and mm. through all his investigations and research, um, his mind was changed. He saw oh. so many unusual things. Yeah. A- interesting thing about Project Blue Book, back in the day, they were really just focused on nuts and bolts, you know, uh, propulsion, propulsion systems and, you know, the size of the craft and, and that. And there's a whole other side to the phenomenon that really they didn't look into, which is, um, you know, the high strangest side of things, the orbs and, and different things that we now know that are kind of connected into these different sightings. So it's kind of interesting to go back into old documents. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm, I love research and documents myself. And there's a gentleman by the name of David Marler who lives outside mm-hmm. of Albuquerque, New Mexico, who houses the original Project Blue Book and Kufos and NICAP and mm-hmm. So it's really fascinating to go back and revisit all those old cases and look at them with a new lens. Okay, so here it is, the $64,000 question. Katie Page, are they out there? Well, you know, with as large as our universe is, I I think there's zero doubt there's, there's life out in the universe. The big question is whether it has the capabilities to visit our planet. Mm-hmm. Um I believe with all the data that I have seen, just like J. Allen Hynek, my mind has been changed. We have too many really credible reports from pilots, from military men and mm-hmm. women that have seen things I can't explain. Mm-hmm. I mean, more so now, I don't know if it's back in fashion or the, uh, the this whole incident incidences with balloons um, or now, I mean, on the straight news, on the nightly news, uh, they'll show radar and they'll show these fast-moving objects. And this is stuff that, the best of my knowledge, was never in the mainstream press before. Um, and, you know, and, and, and people that I call the straights, you know, civilians, that say, yeah, this happened. There, there's, no, there's no bent in it that they really have seen yeah. something. What do you do with that? Right. Well, I, I mean, I believe that in 2017 is when we saw the big turnaround in the mainstream media. This is when the Navy came out with the Pentagon mm-hmm. videos, yep. Yep. the Go Fast, the Gimbal Um, you know, the Nimitz reports and that. And that's where we really started to see a shift in the phenomenon and people taking it more seriously. I mean, and then we had the preliminary assessment reports in 2021, which, you know, it it was a step forward in the right direction. It was a little frustrating for those of us in the field that have been in the field for a while to, to watch them try to freeze frame on these videos and whatnot. But that's a whole other story. And then just recently we had, you know, just this year, we had a whistleblower protection um, improvement act that was just passed that that gives our you know military men and women and pilots um, you know protection under the National Defense Authorization Act. So you know they they can start coming forward with these unusual sightings. So I really think that's you know why it's you know so common now in the mainstream media to be hearing about this phenomenon. Of course now with all these un- unknowns being shot mm. down, oh. it's a whole other chapter. <laughs> oh, that's. That is for sure. Like, 
And I was reading last night to get ready to speak to you. And on point, they say, well, we really don't know what we're shooting down. And they, they, no. they, they don't. I mean, the best, best of what I've read, they said they, they're not sure. Is that, does that hold up? Right. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, on February 4th, when we shot down the spy balloon, this, you know, this was at 60,000 feet in altitude. It was round. It looked like a balloon. But the subsequent, you know, second, third and fourth, you know, the pilots are reporting very different shapes of these things. Um, some pilots even said that, the the one they took down over Alaska interfered with some of their sensors. Yes, um, there was cylinder shaped. This was at forty thousand um, feet altitude. You know, so they're they're reporting different things. Um, so that makes you kind of scratch your head. And you know, it's not like these balloons are new. Um, like this is a new phenomenon. We've been you know we launch ninety five to one hundred U S weather balloons. Every, you know every day. Yeah. So, um, so I would, I would assume that most pilots out there would know what they're looking oh, at sure. if they're looking at a balloon. <laughs> well, you know, I, I thought, you know, what do I know? But we spy on them and they spy on us. And the, if you read the people who do the real technical uh, get inside stuff, why would they need a balloon? That was really one of my questions is they, these guys can hack in, get in. Um, we're, um, you know, that kind of stuff is really, really scary. Right. And, and there's been some reports out there, too, that talk about, you know, our radar systems and, and that they're kind of turning it up and fine-tuning it. So we're just seeing more of these things now, which is kind of interesting for me as a field investigator. A lot of what MUFON investigators do, where I, I think some people have, you know, an idea that somebody sees something unusual in the sky and, we're you know, we're out there on the ground doing field work, where a lot of the work we do is on the computer looking at flight radar 24, mm -hmm. looking at stellarium and heavens above, you know, it's, it's kind of a funny thing that people misidentified UFOs as like the planet Venus, but it does mm -hmm. happen. Um, but looking at flight radar 24, we can see balloons on yeah. there. You can see the Google loon balloons in that. So I, I just don't buy into the fact that they can't track these on radar. First of all, I, if the federal government said it's daylight, I go out and look. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I, that's the first step. <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't trusted the feds since I don't know when. I just don't trust them. And, um, and so, like I said, when somebody says it's night, I'll go look to make sure it isn't. But, but then, then comes something well, like that. Excuse me, you wanted to comment. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I mean, they haven't been telling us the truth since 1947 and the Roswell. Well, I was going to ask that. So why would they start now? No, I <laughs> yeah. was going to, because 47 Roswell, and I've, because of being around, being around this business, I've met these, you know, a couple of people that, the kid that said his dad brought that stuff home. And um, I, um, I'm trying to think, he wrote, God, um, about being inducted or being, yeah. and come on, he wrote, he, he wrote. Uh, he wrote the wolf. No, he wrote the wolf. He wrote the wolfen, and he wrote. Uh, anyhow, I met him, and I liked him immensely. And I looked in his looked in his eyes whether that means anything. And I said, "This guy, something happened to this guy." You know, oh, he, right. he'd been we, snatched. Yeah. Yeah, we. Oh, are you talking about Travis Walton? No, it'll come to me. No. Okay. He, he wrote. Okay. He, he wrote um, the. I'm, he wrote the wolfen. He wrote. Then he wrote a lot of really. He wrote uh, some about the cats, and he he was one of those really really good fiction writers, sci-fi guys. But then right, he said right, they took right. me, they took him, they took his sister. 
Yeah, that's a whole other phenomenon. Um, and MUFON has what they Whitley, call the ERT team. Whit- Whitley Strieber. Whitley Strieber. Oh, Whitley Strieber. Oh, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Yeah, we spent. He's I still spent, out there. No, no, I spent yeah. some time with him. I, <laughs> you know, I'll let it go. But I remember looking right. in, looking in his eyes, and we were going, and I said, "I think this guy's telling the truth," <laughs> and it scared right, me. Right. Yeah. So yeah. When it, let me ask you this, and I'll turn it over to you again. So you got the FBI, you got the CIA, you got these other federal agencies. Uh, you have all of these things rolled into one. What is it that the average radio talk show host should believe about Blue Book or about what we're what we're seeing now? Well, I, I think what we should believe is that there's always been unidentified objects, whether you call them old school UFOs or the new UAP term, you know, um, that they're using now, um, that this has been a phenomenon for a very, very long time. And, you know, once you really start investigating and researching and the more you read and the more you know, um, I, there's just too many credible mm. reports from mm. so many credible witnesses. And we don't know who they are, what they want, what they're doing here, if they're surveilling us, um, you know, and I, I think that if somebody tells you that they have all the answers to this, you know, run, run fast, run. because nobody really does. <laughs> I, <laughs> you know, you know I, I love having you on a show because I have that, I have this theme that turns, says, I just say, when it pops up in my head, run, forest, run, and it happens. <laughs> right. In the last two and a half years, I hear run, forest, run a lot. Um, yeah. What, what about, it was SETI, there was a book, and again, I was thinking about it last night, I couldn't remember who did it, it was called Out There, O-U-T-T-H-E-R-E, Out There, and uh, mm-hmm. and, and, th- and that was, it was about SETI. What was SETI about? Um, SETI was basically, you know, sending signals up into space, mm-hmm. trying to make contact or communicate um, in that kind of way. Um, you know, the famous movie Contact with Jodie Foster, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, I don't know, you know, we haven't really received an answer. Um, so, I, you know, I don't know. Um, it's it's an interesting phenomenon. I, I, I wanted to really quickly circle back to the Roswell event in 1940 and just mention, since we're local here in Colorado and Denver, that there is a Colorado connection to this that I personally have been investigating for about three and a half years now. As we know, President Dwight Eisenhower's wife, Mamie, mm-hmm. was from the Denver area. Yes, she was. Maybe, maybe and, Dow. Um, maybe Dow. D-O-W-D, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. And um, so there was a Brigadier General Arthur Exxon mm-hmm. that um, said one of the Roswell bodies was in, was in fact taken to a mortuary output here in Denver. And so I've been researching that for a while, and, and I come to find out um, this nice couple out of California was friends with a mortician uh, at a mortuary in Denver, really close to Lowry and Fitzsimmons, and that there was a federal judge appointed by Nixon that had a hold on this mysterious body down, down where they stored the chairs of this mortuary for decades. And it's interesting because this federal judge that held that body was actually the crash retrieval specialist and the infection wow. disease specialist. So wow. I've been following this lead for a while and, 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 you know, collecting documents from the Eisenhower archives and other locations. Of course, COVID shut that down for a while. Mm-hmm. But I'm telling you, it's really turned my mind, you know, about I do believe we had recovered craft there. I do mm-hmm. believe we recovered bodies there. And I do believe one was taken here to Denver. I mean, we do know that three of the bodies was taken to Texas. And, of course, you know, right after the Roswell event, the Army 
became mm-hmm. Air Force, and yep. it's, it's all very interesting timing. Can you hold on, and here's a second one. Mm-hmm. Would you take calls if people wanted to talk to you? Sure. All right. I would be put, happy to. All right. I'll put, I'll put her on hold. Uh, we have uh, two, three lines, two lines open, 303-696-1971. We should have her on about once every two months. Katie Page, Colorado's MUFON State Director. I love this stuff. <laughs> I just love this stuff. All right. You, call, have you seen anything? Whatever you want to ask her. She's, she's really brilliant. You'll feel relaxed in the days of Twin Aspen Dental Center Sedation Dentistry. So whether you need a routine cleaning, same-day crown, or a one-day dental makeover, comes Dr. Brian Richter, Dr. Snyder, of course, the new partner in her team, easing dental anxiety. Uh, the most up-to-date technology, less evasive treatments. They, they're just the best. There's no, there's no you know, no, again, no pain. If you, don't let that old-school fear keep you from a great smile and a healthy mouth. You'll be relaxed and comfortable with sedation dentistry. Needed a deep cleaning. This was a couple years ago and became Shiloh's patient. Shiloh and I are still tight. I go get my teeth cleaned. Deep cleaning is quick, pain-free. If it's been a while since you've seen the dentist, please don't wait. First steps toward keeping a great smile and getting a great smile. Twin Aspen Dental Center located on Stroh Road in front of the Lehman Academy and Parker Road. This is the best team. Visit TwinAspenDentalCenter.com. Call 303-841-7466. Great people. Twin Aspen Dental, Twin Aspen Dental's office on Stroh Road in front of Lehman Academy and Parker, TwinAspenDentalCenter.com. Call and make the appointment, 303-841-7466. We'll take your calls after this on 710 KNUS. Morning, everybody. It is a Saturday morning, mild and dry. 53 will be the high, 50 on Sunday. I'm Peter Boyles. This is Radio Free Denver, good old 710 KNUS. 303-696-1971. We'll go to the phones with a great guest talking about UFOs, Cowboy Moving, and Storage, the recommended mover. Go to CowboyMoving.com and click on Customer Reviews. It is absolutely incredible. 1,300 reviews, very positive. A Google rating of 4.9. It's unheard of. Customer reviews on the web. See for yourself. I talk about the, their friends and the great job they do. One of the cool things they do, and we've talked about this many times, Loads and holds and how, how this works. Well, Cowboy can do a load and hold. They'll load and hold for you. Basically, you're moving to a new office or residence. you got to leave your current location before the new place is available. Then this is the serious place for you. They come, they load everything in these real clean trailers, take them to a warm, dry place, then they sit. Longer term, longer short-term storage, whatever you want, whatever you need. Really makes Cowboy the recommended mover, the guys who do the job. Most of the guys have been on the job with them forever. That's what they do. We worked one day with them, and they killed us. So most of the guys will really work you hard. Truly, they do make the difference. From loads to holds, Cowboy is the place. Our friends recommend a mover. They take a, a portion of everything, and they give it to Freedom Service Dogs. They'll do estimates on just about anything and everything you want moved. My friends at 303-789-2200. 303-789-2200. Cowboy, the recommended mover. Lines are jammed. Wonderful guest talking about UFOs. This all kicks back up again after the shoot down of the balloons. Katie Page, Colorado's MUFON State Director. All right, Blake, you want to start with uh, who's on line one with Mike. Our lights are our lines are jammed. Mike, you're on a radio show with Katie Page. Good morning. Hi, hi, Peter. Uh, hi, Katie. Uh, I, I don't know. Yes, I don't know uh, how how much information you have on the San Luis Valley in in Denver, Colorado, or I mean in in uh, uh, down around the national park. Uh, there are the great sand dunes, but uh, there there's 
stuff going back to the 60s. My dad worked there in 67, 68, and there were a couple guys that came in, called him into a back room and said, what's your background, and interviewed him as a biological science major, somebody that's feet were pretty solid on the ground. He said, well, I've, I've, no, I've never ex had a close encounter. I've never uh, uh, experienced anything that's uh, out of this world, even though there is a copy of what Chariots of the Gods floating around the house still to this day, I think. But uh, basically, uh, he didn't talk about this until probably a couple decades later, but they called him into the back room and said uh, that the guys gave him a phone number and said that they were part of this project, project Blue Book and that they could scramble jets and have them over the sand dunes within about 15 minutes and intercept, take down anything that may be uh, of uh, uh, unknown origin and that if he would uh, keep that number with him and, and uh, aid in any way, that, that would be great. They'd be grateful and uh, basically yeah. left him left him with that but the, so uh, yeah go ahead sorry I was gonna say so true and um, the San Luis Valley in fact this is the reason that got me started in ufology and MUFON to begin with is um, that you know in the mid to late 70s mm -hmm. out in Elbert County Colorado this is where Lin Linda Moulton Howe got her start there were several mutilations of cattle and sheep and horse and of course we had Snippy the horse out Snip, there in Alosa right. with Dr. Leo Sprinkle and yeah. Yes, yeah. I, I, I got to know her, so, her got, I got to know her very well. That was the she one. Would, she yeah, would, yeah, yeah. She would come Snippy. in and do the show and was was it was it Snippy or Skippy? Snippy or Skippy? Snippy. I do not Snippy. Okay. okay. Snippy okay. the horse. Because it made the paper. Oh, uh, yeah. There were a couple of burn pod marks on yeah, the ground no, my real. dad said out there and basically the horse yeah. was like oh, killed yesterday, all the way up to the neck. So and let from me the neck because, forward. Be, it was it was Mike because years of people old. people want to talk. Yep. Yep. Why? Cool. Let me real quick. Let me shoot to the to the queue. Please. Are they out there, Mike? Are they out there? I'm challenged. I, I okay. can't believe there's too many stars out there to say that there yeah. isn't something. You know, I think that's at least when I try and I'm not capable of thinking forever and also in terms of endlessness. Yeah. And let me come back to you and Katie. It's so arrogant for us human beings. <laughs> we're the only ones. Yeah, that we're it. You know, um, I mean, Kate, does that work on you? Like, how could <laughs> well, we? Yeah. Obviously, we're not alone, right? Um, that's for sure. You know, again, can they travel, and, and what are mm -hmm. they doing, and who are they? We don't have answers to that, but it, it's it's well, been a phenomenon for a long time. A, and offered folks ten dollars if you could point one out to him and twenty dollars if you could let him get a photograph of him as he was an average photographer <laughs> at the time and he used to give campfire programs at night down at the uh, sand dunes and uh, of course the, the heat radiates off the dunes and stars dance at night and oh my god do the reports fly but he, he says to this day right. he's, he's never quite been yeah. been shown anything yet or been, right. but, well, uh, I mean, and interestingly <laughs> enough stuff, these mutilations you. are still continuing to this day so not to the height they were in the late 70s but it's really interesting well, yeah, yeah. you know the the military involvement in the right yeah these guys were military boys and and they let well, that, them know. That was always that was always the thing about the, the Men in Black, and when they started making those movies, which are great films, by the way. But mm -hmm. the, the the stories would be about the Men in Black, and Hayek told the Men in Black stories to me years ago about after something would happen, these guys would show up in black. Katie, you know the story much more than I ever could. Maybe Mike does, but that these quote investigators in black suits would show up. 
And That's right. The real cover up. I mean, that happened mm. even out here in Elbert County. Um, you know, the local undersheriffs uh, were collecting photographs and that. And, you know, the so, you know, the men in black showed up and basically told them to say most of this was, you know, animal kill to mm-hmm. not report as many. And they took all the photos. So, yeah, you know, yeah, that, it's, it's, true. it's a great cover up. Love Good you. Luck. Keep eyes to the skies. huh? Hey, Mike, you're the man. Thanks. We'll go <laughs> to Gene. We'll go right, to Gene. Gene, there's a line open. Gene, you're on a radio show. Our guest is Katie Page, Colorado MUFON State Director. Good morning, Gene. Good morning. Morning to you, sir. Uh, yeah, thank you for your show. Uh, just wanted to ask Katie, I haven't heard much information about Area 51 in mm. uh, quite some time. Um, do you have any research on that, or what's going off in that area? <laughs> I do. Of course, you know, we all remember in the news the big we're going to storm Area 51 and really bad idea, people. You know, uh, I don't a lot of people don't know that, you know, in adjacent to Area 51, we have the facility known as S4. A lot of interesting, mysterious things and reports coming out of S4. It's really interesting to research for all your listeners. Um, I've, I've been out to Area 51 and, you know, encountered the, you know, those white pickup trucks and had some, you know, had some adventures out there myself. So, you know, again, that speaks to, you know, back-engineered metamaterials and that and what we have there. Uh, I personally believe if we had something of that importance, we probably would have moved it by now. There's just so much attention on Area 51, but who knows? So, yeah, that you know, it's been out of the news, but certainly still still a big important right, let me, piece Let me, let me back, come back to the caller, Gene, if I may. What? How do I? I want to phrase this so it doesn't sound really loony. Are, are, are they? Are they coming here, Gene? Do you believe they're out there? I guess my always thought is is uh, if they're a hundred years ahead of us, um, why are they back here studying us? Mm-hmm. If um, that, what, if, what would they really get? Well, if that's if that's if they're if, that far advanced, yeah. If that's what it is, I mean, in other words, um, I get back into the probability of you and I and. Everybody listening, or Katie and I, or you and Katie, it's pretty arrogant to think in the in the in the fullness of the universe, which I can't comprehend, right. that we're really alone. Sure. Right, and it's hard to get into motives, but there's certainly a few different theories out there. I mean, if they manipulated our DNA and they look at us as the children of the galaxy, maybe they're just monitoring and seeing how we evolve and what we do. We're a pretty violent species. So I think they're mm-hmm. you know, possibly up there rooting for us or or perhaps they're so advanced that they've lost some of their creativity but, and, and their individualism, and no. they look at us as a very creative hey, species. You know, we have Jean, senses of humor, musician, and, you know, no. you know Let me ask Jane. Let me ask Jane. Jane, how old are you? Um, not quite as old as you. But well, no one I, is. No one's quite as old as me. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> no, one's, no one is even close to me. So um, I think a lot of when I was thinking, because I was thinking about knowing we were going to speak with Katie. I was so influenced by Friday night movies. We'd go to the, and there was always, there was always, well, I think they were American International, and there was always something came from outer space and was ugly or, and did stuff to people, as opposed to, well, they're really here to do good. If, and going back to Katie's, Katie's statement. And I think guys like me, maybe, I can only speak for myself, we were influenced by that. Um, mm-hmm that these were bad things coming here. And then it gets spun into everything and anything. So, Gene, final thoughts from you. If they come here, if they are here, 
and all this has been brought back again by shooting down balloons, what are they here for? Exactly. I, I don't know that. And um, I've never experienced any of that in all my travels or mm. just being here in Colorado. Remember, um, remember Jimmy Carter. Remember Jimmy Carter said, and um, Katie, you'll be better at this than I will, but Jimmy Carter said he had seen something. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yep. And, uh, you know, we all need to come together and, you know, be at one people mm-hmm. to. And, and I just want to speak to that a little bit. Just recently sure. in the media, in the last couple of years, this phenomenon has really turned into a threat narrative. Mm-hmm. And that that's somebody who's researched this for a long time now. That concerns me a little bit. And I, I understand perhaps they have to look at, at that because, you know, it is in our airspace. We don't know what they mm-hmm. are. And it could be a threat to our pilots and that. But um, I, I think they're taking it a bit too far I do too. because, yeah, I believe that this isn't a threat. Had they no. wanted to do something like that, they would have already I, done it. You so. know, and my view of the military industrial complex and American foreign policy, as soon as, as soon as Afghanistan's sadness ended, they're looking for something. And the, mm-hmm. the war in Ukraine is something they're looking for. The Chinese is the next thing they're looking for. And they sell fear. And people on radio shows and people on television shows and people elected and people on the internet they're selling fear and um as a reader right you see where you know if they really wanted to spy they're so good at it we're you know we we're the looking glass we look in then we see them they see us um they don't need to put a balloon over alaska if you know now what what the chinese are kind of laughing up their sleeve right now but they sure make a lot of hot on-air radio talk show hosts about how we have to get even. Get even with what? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Right. They scare me. They scare me more than the balloon. So true. And for you know, a long time there's been talk about this false flag alien invasion. Oh, and I, and one of my first thoughts were, you know, is this the beginning of that? Because we're coming out of COVID. They oh, need yeah. something else now oh, to yeah. scare us and put in new regulations or whatever. So, you know, there's that side of the coin, oh, too. I, that's and the we one I believe. To, we just need to be really aware mm-hmm. of what's happening and use our own discernment, you know. No, I really do believe that. They they sell fear. They sell it on the radio. They sell it on television. They sell it in the House of Representatives. They sell it in the Senate. Sell it in the Oval Office. Sell it on the Internet. They sell You We have to be ready. For what? Mm-hmm. For what? <laughs> Hey, Gene, I loved your call, man. Hey, oh, hey thank you. Thank uh, you, brother. Good call. Yeah, thank you, Gene. Hey. Right, I'm going to put you on hold. 303-696-1971. Katie Page is Colorado's MUFON State Director. She's a star. We'll get her back. 710 KNUS, the law offices of Danny Kaplis. I talk about the man all the time. Our family went through something, and he was the guy. And I told you it'd be late at night after Dan was home and Eight thirty, nine o'clock, he'd call. How you guys doing? Dan, he's my guy. I mean, I would go to him. He and his partners, and they got the great, great young men and women, former deputy DAs who use their tremendous courtroom experience to help survivors of all kinds of different things, serious crashes. Danny's law firm believes talks cheap, experience counts, results matter. Dan's firm would be happy to share with you its track record of outstanding jury verdicts and out-of-court settlements. The Capus Law Firm believes that who you hire says a lot about you. And they suggest, and again, I would urge you to say, make the phone call, talk to them. If you've got a problem, they, they have an answer, they have a solution. The firm believes core values, the foundation of historic success, faith, integrity, hard work, and dedication. If you need Danny's help, 303-907-5003, 303-907-5003.
303-907-5003. Hit Capless Law, C-A-P-L-A-S, dancaplaslaw.com. For the first time, lines are wide open. We had jammed up lines since 9-303-696-1971. It just happens. Do you believe they're out there? Katie Page, Colorado's MUFON State Director. Morning, everybody. It's 1142. We could do about five more hours with this guest, 710 KNUS. Beautiful day. Katie Page is with us from Colorado MUFON. Let's go to line one and Ralph. Hey, Ralph, you're on a radio show with Katie. Thanks for joining. Good morning. Good morning. Katie, you know Carl Sagan, I assume. Yes. Who, who we follow. Well, I don't know him personally, but no. I know of him. And he's gone. <laughs> and, he's, and he's gone, yes. Yeah, he's gone. He said the biggest problem is distances. Hmm? And, Katie, you know this. In the Milky Way galaxies, there's between 300 and 400 billion stars with planets circling most of those stars up, up towards maybe a trillion planets. So I believe there's lots of life out there, but the mm-hmm. travel is the hang-up to get from, just think, you're familiar, Pete, with Voyager 1 and 2? Yeah, V'ger. <laughs> Remember Voyager, yeah. V'ger, <laughs> V'ger, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 You know, I, I, did, I, I did an interview with Sagan, and... Um, it was. It's one of those highlights in a career. Wow! And we we t- we talked about. He was showing pictures to me from. What was the telescope before this recent one? Oh, the, uh, the Hubble. The Hubble, and it was yeah. this this great expanse, and he was saying, "Why do you need more than this?" We were talking about the existence of God, and Sagan. Yeah. And if Sagan, he didn't buy into any of that, but. Peter, that's what he, I remember that, not your conversation, but when they asked him, do you believe now in God? He said, why? Why? You told me I've that. I've seen the stars. I've walked in the forest. I've seen what nature and evolution can do. I've looked through the, right. the giant telescope. Yeah. No, he why was, does it have to be something more? That's what he said to me. He said, why, yeah. why do you need more? And I... I had read some of his thought, and I, and I, I was just, I was just in awe of him because it was Carl Sagan, I guess. But you know, I I, I, I fall into that trap a lot. But um, no, he's so back to you, well, I, back to you, Ralph. Well, I, are they out there? I believe yes, but uh, getting back to Voyager one and two, and Katie will know this. It took. A little over 40 years to go from Earth just to Uranus, to the edge of our solar system. And now they've on their way past the Oort cloud, past out in deep space, and get to the nearest star, which is Proxima B, at 34,000 miles an hour. It's going to take 10,000 years. But it's like, (laughs) but you know, when when those guys would write, and they would say, like, uh, when you read about... um, in, in Irish history, when or when the Irish and the plague would come to the New World or come to New York, and they they would have funerals and they would say goodbye because people weren't coming back. If you read, like during the First World War, when the Tsar would send the Cossacks out and and, and put pe- people in barns for the night to put them in the, in the Tsar's army or the and the Navy, they said goodbye. If a guy was going to say goodbye in Ohio and he was going to try and go to California. It was goodbye. And so yeah. the world's a relative place. And 
uh, you know, and technology seems to have answers for a hell of a lot of things that I, I, I'm not capable of dealing with. But my grandson was with us this morning. He, he'll see it. He'll see stuff that, you know, like he, he's like he's gifted on a computer. It was amazing to watch this kid in action. I, I, I couldn't hit right. my, yeah, I couldn't, so back, back to you, Katie, your thoughts. Yeah, my thoughts, you know, Ralph, I would just say to that, and that's something I've contemplated a lot, obviously, um, but you have to think we're constantly learning, you know, quantum physics and mechanics, and now we have the James Webb telescope out there, and we are learning, you know, Albert oh. Einstein talks about everything's frequency and vibration, and perhaps these other civilizations have found ways to travel that we can't even conceive of yeah, yet. Yeah, that's my point. As, you know, um, yeah. Do you remember in... I love Close Encounters. It's really one of my favorite films. And and the guy and the, the guy's coming down the ramp and the one guy says um Einstein was right and the one voice says, "Well, maybe Einstein was one of them." You guys remember that line? <laughs> I remember that line. Yeah. Yeah. What do you or, Yeah, and Tesla and Elon Musk. Oh, I yeah. often wonder. There, there's yeah, but but there are people how that you, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm just going to say how do you overcome the theory of relativity when if you get 20% the speed of light, and Peter, you left Earth and came back a year later, 20 years will have passed yeah, yeah. on Earth. Sure. Of course. I mean, and, but but again, remember, there's like, there's new, believe me, I'm way in over my head right now. There's the Newtonians, yeah. and then here comes the Einstein, the Einstein people. And then there's, you know, one one day Picasso sees a cubist world. And one day, Thomas Jefferson sees it different. And I'm, I'm stou- I mean, one of the reasons I'm attracted to love history, not attracted, loved history, is for that reason. These guys do show up. And in, and a, I, in, a, great, in a greater sense, in, an in, in, a, in my inability to comprehend, but those men, when they showed up, I'm reading about when Alexander Graham Bell, I didn't realize this, um, was really working on on deafness when he discovered the, the phone and he died in Nova Scotia and he did not have a phone in his house. <laughs> you know, now it's meaningless, but it's meaningful. You know, it's like, it's that moment that you can't cross. I don't know. Right. So Ralph, are they yeah. out? Are they, I, first of all, Ralph, what, what did you do or do you do for a living? Uh, I'm a truck driver. You're a smart <laughs> truck driver, brother. You're welcome. Anytime. <laughs> Thank you. All right, thank All right. you. All right, let's we get time for thank one you, more Ralph. thing. Let's go. You pick who do you want to do for do Frisco? Want to do Frisco on time? And then I'm gonna bring my, my grandson on the air. Let's take Frisco on line two. Hey brother, you're on a radio show. Good morning. Hey Pete, it's Frisco. We've talked a few times. Oh man, uh, good morning. Hey, yeah, good to hear you. you guys. Good to hear you. Uh, I'll be quick or I've got some notes as I always do when I try to call you. Um obviously I agree, yeah, to say we're the only ones out here would be naive. Um, evidence of it is going to be hit or miss. Now comes the skeptical part. I'm 52. When the alien stuff started coming back, say five years ago, it made me mad because all I thought about was V, when I was about 10 years old, Mm -hmm. that show V and how they just were, they're bringing it back. And so I think a lot of it is a smoke screen. A lot of it's not real as far as what we're being told. Is there stuff out there? Yeah. And like, I'm, you make me think of Strieber and something that, well, Whoa. because you mentioned Strieber, oh, yeah. I have to, here's a weird connection I'm making, and I don't know if it's true. You remember MK Ultra? Oh, yeah, sure. 
Okay. That was and the Unabomber was um, supposedly put through that program. You know who? You know who was? You know? You know who was? Was Whitey Bulger? Um. Oh, that's Whitey. Whitey. No, Whitey. Who had the plastic on his forehead? Whitey. Whitey was Manson didn't, but Whitey did. Okay, and, so Manson, and, Whitey, yeah. yeah. And those guys, like the the Riflemen and all those guys are in that, was it the Winter Hill g- mob gang? And they said, mm-hmm. Whitey, when Whitey went to Atlanta in a federal penitentiary, yeah. and he volunteered, and we, i got to break <laughs> off because i got so much to do, and he volunteered for MK Ultra, and they dropped acid yep. on him like no one knows how yep. many times. Yeah, many times. And, and, yes. and Steve, what was they called him, the Rifleman? Steve, I can't think of his last name. He came home and said, Whitey came home so, t-, and he was twisted anyhow. And Whitey totally came home. Different. He was listen. I got to jump. Page, uh, right. Katie Page, give a quick address, Katie, for how people can find you. Um, you can find me at Katie Page P A I G E dot net. That is my website, and also the Colorado Mufon. We meet there in Centennial, um, the second Saturday of every month, and you can find information oh. about the Colorado hmm. Mufon group at comufon dot org. You made the show work. I'll get you back as soon as we can. Katie Page, everyone, Colorado MUFON State Director. Be safe. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right, everybody. Um, like an old guy like me and the youngest guy and the best guy I know is sitting with me this morning, my, my grandson. You've heard me say this before, and I say it again. Dr. McCallan saved my life, kept me healthy ever since. My son's here. He and I are going to ski first part of next week. We're going out to look at Pappy's new motorcycle here in a little bit. But imagine a world where you're not just another number. Your doctor knows everything about you, spends time discovering what's necessary to get and keep you healthy the best healthy. And so the world exists at Cenogenics Denver, uh, Dr. McCallan, the staff, the best, everybody there. Achieve your peak cognitive, physical, and metabolic health. I turn 80, man. It's hard to believe that. And guidance and support from Cenogenics. I, my son and I are going to ski, and we're going to miss President's Day, and then we're going to get the next one and ride my motorcycle. We're, we got Big Kenny and Little Kenny here today, too. We're all going to go look at the bike. I sent Robbie a note. We're coming out to look at the motorcycle. Life is too short. Your health is too precious. Don't settle for mediocrity. 720-302-2992-720-302-2992-303-720-302-2992 and talk to Michelle. Let me punch a button here. This guy right here. We ready? We haven't done radio since you did the remote with me in Douglas County. Remember that? We did the food thing. We got one minute. Move in close to the microphone. Christmas Eve. Well, you're right. We did Christmas Eve together. It's good. We're so... Uh, we were talking about riding motorcycles last night at dinner. You ready? Riding motorcycles? Motorcycles. Yeah. You like motorcycles? I've never been on one. I know, but it's time. It's time. Yeah, nod your head, man. We got got a scooter in the garage that I've had forever. And when you were about 15 or 14, and Mr. Vickers called me, who has the, the sport bike place and the dirt bikes. He called me. He's going to wants to help do out some things and we'll get a dirt bike <sighs> riding dirt and we'll ski and everything's well this is a really good good young guy he's my fave and he's smart and he he's everything his grandfather isn't anything you anything you want to say about uh oh i was gonna ask you about the new broncos head coach what do you think well yeah well, he's not doing good with the Saints, but I think he will with the Broncos. See, this kid knows more about more about sports. He didn't do, but he was an announcer. He was a TV guy, wasn't he? Yeah, he did TV. So, who's your favorite Bronco of all time? John Elway. 
followed by Von Miller. Weren't you a Von Miller guy? Yeah. Who else? Peyton Manning. Pen. Jerry Judy. Wow. Peyton uh, Manning. Who else? Jerry Judy. I'll give you a second. He told me he wants to play high school football for Dave Logan. I told Dave Logan, he said he'd hang around and wait for you. <laughs> You're a good man. All right, so where we're going to go, me, you, your dad, Big Kenny, Little Kenny. Okay. We're going to go look at motorcycles at Uncle Robbie's and get this puppy underway. Okay. Okay. All right, everybody. That was it. Um, that was a great, that was fun. And um, you think about this Fox stuff, and it's true. And thank you to Kevin Flynn who made that happen. But, boy, this woman, Katie Page, really hit the home run. Uh, 53 will be, have we got time for another call? Let's take one more call in here. Can we want to do that? All right, we'll take one more. Guys are sitting there. This is Frank. Hey, Frank, you're on a radio show. We got about two minutes. Thank you, and welcome to the show. Hey, Peter. Hey, the one thing I was wondering about, and I think Sagan mentioned this in contact in kind of like an epilogue or something, but uh, the idea that we're in kind of a, a long-term conditioning cycle. Yeah, le- we, got le- we got less than a minute. Some- we, got, we got less than a minute, Frank. Go. That's that's what I want. What what do you think about that idea that we're in a long term conditioning cycle to accept that there's something out? There? Sure, it's out there. I mean, I, theories, political theories, history theories. Uh, that's what makes math and science so different. Is it's all they're they're always on the money. We just guess. It works for me. I wish the hell they get here. Hurry up and get here. <laughs> Take care. All right, everybody. Big and little Kenny, Liam. Morgan Boyles, Peter Boyles, we're in the win. Hey, Blake, you did a good job today, brother man. Um, that is it. Talk to you. See you. Be safe. I'm Peter Boyles. This is 710 KNS. We are Denver's talk station. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.